All right, we got the double intro music there, guys. <laughs> Anticip anticipation builds for the Xbox 2020 event in July. What if Project Lockhart is a Switch competitor portable? We'll, we'll talk about that as well. Um, also, we're going to talk about uh, responding to IGN Xbox spokesperson Ryan McCaffrey and his recent article saying that xbox needs to come out firing on all cylinders uh coming up for the next for the next event in july we're going to respond to his comments and that as well all right this is game night i'm daniel hoffletch and join with me in the party chat tonight in my bottom this part right here that's greg bagley and this is andrew hoffletch both of these guys are very big into xbox and uh so this is going to be an xbox of uh, pretty pretty much xbox focused show here um this is game night podcast and what i want to do is just kind of run you guys through it real quick of what game night is now because um we're kind of doing a uh, like making sure that we are zeroing in on one topic so that when you come to watch game night you're getting, uh, you know what content you're getting. So we are going to be focusing on the console wars. The console wars will be individual videos that will be posted on the channel on youtube.com slash game night hype. You can watch the full podcast on twitch.tv slash game night hype, or you can listen to it on Spotify, Google, uh, even on Apple. It's everywhere. Um, so you can listen to the podcast. It's game night. Uh, so look for that blue and yellow logo. Uh, so what this means is that if you want the full Game Night package, you go and you watch Game Night podcast, um, and we're going to be doing everything all in one here. These podcasts will be broken up into separate videos, and they will be labeled as the Console Wars. Now, the Console Wars series is going to be is going to consist of a couple different segments now the segments we got is critical intelligence critical intelligence will be any news rumors speculations announcements or anything noteworthy and we're going to be talking about that the next segment war games now war games is our interpretations our wild conjectures uh we're going to try to get inside the mind of sony and microsoft and even nintendo we're going to try to figure out what is going to come next. Uh, and then another segment is going to be from the front lines. Now this is going to be kind of a funnier, uh, <laughs> fun segment to do because we're going to go to social media. We're going to pick out uh, just random comments from people talking on social media accounts like IGN or even just popular YouTubers. You know how it goes. You post an opinion there and you are going to be met with the frontline soldiers of the console war. So we're going to be talking to them or reading their comments off as well. Um, in response to is another segment of the console wars. Now in response to is going to be us responding to popular YouTube streamers, popular, uh, I'm sorry, YouTube videos, uh, Twitch streamers, and uh, even industry leaders like Ryan McCaffrey today. Um, <clears throat> Next, the final uh, segment is called sit rep. Now, sit rep is going to be, we're going to give you a hype meter because I'm all about bringing the hype, guys. 
I'm a very, I'm a very energetic guy. Video games get me ex super extremely excited. I'm, re I'm ready to talk about the console wars. We're going to give you a hype meter and tell you what Sony's doing on the hype meter. We got Xbox on the hype meter, Nintendo on the hype meter. And then was that hype met? You know what I mean? The result, was it met on the hype meter? The, like, for example, the PS5 event that just happened, the hype meter was almost maxed out and it... Matt, it, it it met the expectations. So, um, also on the sit rep, we're going to give you a monthly report card for each console, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be really exciting. Now, all of those segments that I uh, just explained to you about the console wars, they will be broken up into separate videos that you can enjoy on YouTube.com/slash Game Night Hype, and you don't have to worry about watching a full hour long video if if you don't have the time to do that. So. Without any further ado, we're going to jump into this episode of Game Night Podcast. And uh, yeah, let's get, to, uh, let's get to talking to our party chat tonight. We have Andrew Hofflich, Mr. Xbox himself, returning again uh, to talk about the, this very Xbox-oriented uh, show tonight. And then Greg Bagley. Uh, Andrew, what's up, man? What you been playing? Whew. Believe it or not, I actually haven't really been playing anything lately. Just mainly been watching some movies and uh, taking care of housework at the moment. Okay, all right, all right, not bad. I mean, you know, it, we're we're all very we all lead lead very busy lives. But uh, is there when you get a chance to jump on, man? What what game are you go? What what is your go to game right now? Oh man, still trying to get. Uh, well, I've already beat Ori. Uh, the Will of the Wisp, but um, yeah, I want to get that 100% um, like I strive to get uh, in the first story. Uh, fantastic game. Keep going back to it. Okay. All right. Now, uh, Greg Bagley, what's up, man? Uh, what you playing? And uh, yeah, wh what you playing, Greg? What's you, what are you up to right now? Uh-oh. Did Greg Bag did we Did we lose Greg Bagley? In the, yeah, he's frozen. Greg Bagley is frozen. Uh, well, hopefully he will join us uh, later on. But anyways, so Andrew, what is up right now? It's going to be me and you for a little bit until Greg Bagley comes back. Uh, first thing I want to talk about is the critical intelligence uh, segment of the console wars. Now, it's a, it's it's basically just been all PlayStation 5 Um you know, with their big reveal, their big, uh, the big PS5 reveal. So we talked about that in detail last uh, on the last podcast. So we don't really need to go into it too much today. Um, but uh, you know, I got an article here from GamesIndustry.biz saying that the PS5 will um, will far outsell the Xbox Series X. Uh, predicts an analyst, uh, an analyst from GameIndustries.biz. I'm going to bring up his name in a in a minute, but the question I want to uh, ask you is that this is this is obvious uh, information. I don't think this is going to surprise anybody that the PS the PS5 will sell uh, more consoles than the Series X. Uh, as far as like the initial, I don't know the initial launch. I think you know we got a we got a huge player base with the PlayStation uh, Four, and they're all going to carry over. That loyalty is not going to be uh, wavered any. I don't think. Um, by many, many people from the PS4. Um, but here's the question, man. You know, Halo Infinite is launching 
with the Xbox Series X. So is is Halo Infinite enough to sell more consoles this holiday season? This only gives you two months, right. but is it enough to sell more consoles this holiday season? We'll start with Andrew. Is Halo Infinite enough to sell the Xbox Series X more than the PS5? Um, you know, this is a hard question because I'd say that if it was strictly a Series X exclusive, yes. But considering you can play uh, Halo Infinite on the Xbox One, um, and with everything going on at the moment with COVID, um, I actually see I see the initial batch of both consoles selling out. Um, and if we get a uh, uh, a replenish before the end of the year, you know, who knows? And it just depends how much each company makes. But yeah, I think the initial batch of both consoles will sell out just because it's new console. Um, but as time goes on, you know, people that were without a job for an extended period of time, you know, if especially if they're a Microsoft gamer, you know, they may just decide, well, hey, you know, now's not not the right time to upgrade. And I can still play these epic games, you know, Forza, Halo, you know, on my my series or my Xbox One X. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if if the games are great like they should be, you know, hey, maybe in March, April, May or whatever of the following year, um, I'll go ahead and get that Series X. Um, so it's it's a hard question to ask with everything going on, you know, right now in the world. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I think I think if the game was strictly and you know you were forcing your hand to buy a Series X to play the new Halo, then yes, because as what they've shown from PlayStation so far, PlayStation's not going to be launching with an epic title. I mean, they'll they'll be launching so far from what we know with Spider Man. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of a, you know, it's, it's a standalone game, but it's not really Spider-Man 2. Um, so, you know, this is Halo. Like, this is this is the big boy game. Halo's so, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, not to ramble on, but, yeah, no, to answer your question, it's kind of a tough question. But um, I think it's, it's going to be very close. I, I kind of agree with that article. Um I think they said like 4.4 million would sell before the end of the year for PlayStation and like 3.6 or something for Xbox. I think that's fair. Uh, and that's actually a pretty good for Xbox, I think, because considering you can still play these games on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. um, so to sell that many consoles and be, you know, right on the tails of PlayStation by the end of the year, uh, that's pretty good. But then again, we also don't know what's going to happen in July. I mean, we could get uh, you know hundred dollar price point difference than PlayStation. Um, mm -hmm. You know, there's a, there's a lot of things that we still don't know until July about what Xbox is actually bringing to the table. And I also think Sony may have some surprises still in their sleeves. So yeah, it's going to okay. be interesting. Uh, just to uh... Just to make some reference, that was uh, this article on gamesindustry.biz was written by Brendan Sinclair, and the uh, analyst was Harding Rolls. And Andrew, you were correct. That it was 4.6 million is projected to sell for Sony PlayStation 5. 
and uh, 3.3 million for Xbox Series X. Um, that's what he that's what he has uh, project, projected um, for the first two months. Like that's 2020 sales for those consoles. Right. Um, now that Andrew, you do you definitely bring up a really good point. Like you know, with COVID going on and everything like that, people are not in the financial position to to buy these consoles. But it also kind of goes the other way around too. Like are these people going to go out and buy a PS5? Um, and when it comes down to it, if PlayStation 5 only has Spider-Man, is it going to be enough to make people say, I got to get a PS5 right now, this holiday season? Um, that is, it's, it's just a weird thing with Xbox releasing Halo Infinite on one and the Series X. It, it's not a system seller, you know I mean? It's not the killer app because there's already, you can already play it. But like I said, to kind of back that up too is if they do come in, say, say a hundred dollars, say they release an all digital. Let's let's just say Xbox is going to come out with the all digital, and theirs is only going to be three ninety nine or even two ninety nine. You know, you know who knows? They yeah. could go crazy and go say, hey, two ninety nine for the Series S and you know three ninety nine for the Series X, and then PlayStation's coming in at uh, you know. 449 and 549 or something like that you know what i mean so right. it's like it's kind of a um you know it, it just depends what microsoft really wants to do if they want to sell the system they'll sell it at a loss if they um if they really are like they, they seem to be if they really are happy with the whole ecosystem of the xbox one blending with the series x then you know they may just uh you know cut 50 to 100 dollars off they may just say hey you know We'll give a discount on, you know, but we're not going crazy. But if they really want to push it and, you know, they're going to, if they have these games lined up, ready to come out, Forza, Halo, uh, even Hellblade, you know, who knows, mm -hmm. you know, and they go, hey, look, if Fable and they go, hey, all these games are coming holiday season in January 2021, Ooh, you know, right. people are going to be like, eh, I'm buying an Xbox. Right. I mean, you know, I'm almost like. That's, that's crazy. I feel like Halo and Forza is enough to say, like, hey, here's a huge racing game and here's a huge, like, franchise, Halo Infinite, you know, FPS uh, shooter. Um, that's enough to at least carry them through until, uh, you know, quarter two. Uh, but – I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say my final thought on it, too, is if the difference of Halo Infinite on the Series X is – next gen upgrade over xbox one and it's just playable xbox one but then mm -hmm. they could also turn around and say hey look you know halo infinite is on the xbox one but it's also built from the ground up for the series x and that could be like the big surprise of hey look you can play it on whatever you want but uh this is a next gen upgrade yeah you know yeah, this be like for it. yeah yeah so it's not exclusive but it if you want that performance and that graphics, that's exclusive. All right. And I mean, another big thing is also to, uh, to add on to that is that it just makes a huge difference that all of these games are on going to be on Game Pass day one. And oh, yeah. when you buy your Xbox Series X, you already have a Halo Infinite if you get Game Pass. For only $10, yes. you can play Halo Infinite on day one. Uh, and you don't have to worry about buying an extra game. You don't have to worry about buying two extra games like Forza and Halo. $10, you get both of those games. So, I mean, that's that's such a 
Ah, man, that's such a big thing. If they do Forza, that obviously hasn't been confirmed yet, but we're expecting it. Uh, Greg, uh, your thoughts? Um, I still expect them to only have one skew, and I think we'll probably talk about that <laughs> later. There will be just the disc version and priced 100 less. Mm-hmm. I think that will entice people to to buy the Xbox, but I mean, like... You remember the hype when the One X came out? Everyone was like, "I don't care if I'm playing the same games. I want to yes. play them better." <laughs> yeah, know? like I want to play them the best that they can be. The same thing when the Pro came out. Everyone was like, "I don't care if it's only a little upgrade. I want I want the best graphics." And people that I can went get. out and bought a five hundred dollar <laughs> console to do that, right? <laughs> and it was it was like a half step upgrade to what it was. It's true. Yeah, people bought them. Like yep. hotcakes. Yeah, people people still buy them. Um, so, all right. Well, Greg, that's a good segue into our, our next episode. So if you're watching this in a separate video, we'll have a little little card that pops up. You can click that one and get into it. If you're watching it on our podcast, awesome. You got the full package deal. All right. So <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about... We're, we're talking about uh, our war game segment here. This is where we come up with our own wild conjectures. Will the Xbox Scarlet be a Switch competitor? You know what I mean? All right, so this is where I... This is where... You mean Lockhart? I'm sorry, what did I say? You said Scarlet. I'm sorry, <laughs> yes. Lockhart, oopsies. We already know what Scarlet is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so will Lockhart be a Switch competitor? Uh, this is my theory. This was my theory, and I kind of thought it would be cool to explore it a little bit more. Uh, yeah, so I what love this if... Thing. Right? Yeah, right. me and Greg were talking about this the other day. What if this the, the, the Lockhart was a portable Xbox and like it's it's X Cloud focused. So yeah, you if you have Wi Fi, you can play your games. You almost have that docks that docking thing, but you're not actually mm-hmm. literally docking it. Um, but you basically get home and say, Play it on my Series X. Boom. And now you're playing on your Series X. Say you can take it from Series X and put it on your uh, auto resume feature. You know exactly. You can put it on your Lockhart from there. Boom, take it with you. Um, of course, you can do that on a phone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if this is a dedicated, a dedicated handheld, and let's say that it has the graphic capabilities of I don't know an Xbox One, you know uh, the standard edition Xbox One. Uh, and it has those capabilities still better than a switch uh, graphics capabilities, which mm. phones nowadays have better graphic yeah. cards than a, than a switch. So it is possible. Um, but it, this is a dedicated thing. So you can download games. You can download Halo Infinite. You can have it on your, your, your Lockhart. And it is it just doesn't look as great. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you can still play it. You can still take it with you on the go and it's because the reason where my mind went with this was because uh they said that the the lockhart had is rumored to have be less powerful um and that kind of gets me got my mind thinking i'm like mm-hmm. well if it's less powerful who would want Why bring it out exactly who would want that mid-step upgrade when you, you just buy a one x yeah one x you know what i mean like there's a mid-step upgrade now the only thing I can think is that maybe this lower-powered, 
like in the teraflops, uh, like if it has four teraflops, like it was rumored, I think it was four. Uh, it was. What was that, Holmes? I said that's lower than the one X. Is lower. It was lower than from what I remember yeah. the rumors saying that it was going to be lower uh, in yeah. teraflops. But if it does have the SSD, I guess that is where it makes up the difference. Um, mm -hmm. But it's kind of like, man, if it's going to have that kind of graphic, that power, then what if it was in your hands? Yeah, it's plausible. Right. And that's what the, and like. We we went like deep into this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm about to night. bring up the text. Yeah, because <laughs> like, what what if XCloud and console streaming was all just a clever marketing test <laughs> to see if people would adopt being able to play on the go? Because they already had Play Anywhere, where you could play on like your Surface Tab. Yeah. And, I mean, that's like, the, it was that, just a clever test to see who would how many early adopters there would be, and if it would be if it would be worth their time. Mm -hmm. If it's, I don't know, man. What do you think, Andrew? I was gonna say I got a couple of concerns with it. I think it it would be smart, but considering you know a bigger a big brand like Sony also dabbled into the the handheld market for a while, and they failed. Mm -hmm. Um, Nintendo seems to be the only one that just excels in the handheld market. Uh, mm -hmm. But I will say, as not a handheld gamer, um, I love the idea, and I would pre-order one w along with the Series X because mm -hmm. that's just awesome. And I'm a big Xbox guy, so you know, I I could see me owning one and and, and just having it around for those times I had to take a small trip or something like that. But um, as far as like as getting into like a a, a hardcore uh, fan base of you know a a switch competitor Xbox, uh, it wouldn't necessarily be. I guess. Uh, well, I guess it would be technically a switch competitor. I mean, it is portable. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say it would be now yeah, as like competing, uh, right? as like an addition to your Series X as something like nice to have that you could. Uh, you know, you could play and then cut like like a Dreamcast memory card type deal. Like you could yeah. take it with yeah, you. Like, like Greg said, you come home, and you pop it in, and you play it on your screen, and it, it converts over to the Series X or something. That'd be yeah. great. Um, I also feel like if that was the case, they'd have to come in once again cheaper than the Switch Lite. Um, so now you're talking about what maybe what, well, what, one night. And 249 price range they'd have to come in for something like that yeah um i think we talked about that too we were like i mean that's not unreasonable it's not unreasonable i don't think yeah. you could you could come in at a higher price than the switch i think because um, what's the console sell for right now just a regular 1s right what 199 uh yeah i think it's 199 it might even be 250 still uh it, it's just like yeah i mean it, if you look, you could sell it more than the Switch because this is a better evolution than the Switch. At the, you know, you're selling almost an mm -hmm. Xbox Series X portable. It's kind I, of I, like I know, agree with, but you're also uh, you're trying to sell the Xbox brand compared to the Nintendo brand. And this is where I kind of like this is where I kind of the the line gets a little blurry, or at least the uh, the thought gets a little blurry. Where I'm like, Xbox just wants Xbox everywhere. If they head their way, they would just put it on on the Switch. Like I think, I think they would, would give Switch permission to stream <laughs> XCloud. You know what I mean? 
like if it, it was possible, yeah, you can stream our games with with the Nintendo Switch. Uh, you just have to be connected to Wi-Fi. I think uh, subscription. I, I think on higher up wanted that because Phil Spencer came out uh, with a couple. I think one of those uh, conferences he did uh, maybe a month or two ago. He seemed to take offense to people asking, "Is this game going to come out on Switch?" Or and he basically put down the line and said, "Look, we want people to realize." No, we're not dabbling in that no more. When yeah, you want to that's, play our games, you buy it on the Xbox. I like do that, remember that article, yeah. <laughs> to me, he kind of took offense. So <laughs> I think maybe a higher up was pressuring him to to dabble into the, the marketing of putting Xbox on other, like, uh, like, like the Switch or other consoles or something. Mm-hmm. And I think he finally put his foot down and said, uh, I think he's on his last stand and said, let me... Let me take control of the Series X and let's yeah. see what happens. <laughs> my baby. That, yeah. that was that was my takeaway. Honestly, yeah. I think I think that's that's exactly what I would want to see. I'm I am not really happy with seeing. Of course, it's great. Yeah, you get Ori on the Switch. If you own a Switch and you don't own an Xbox, you have the chance to play one of the best games. Literally, one of the best games of the year. Like you can play it on the Switch. Oh, uh, uh, I'm sorry. One of the best games of that year that it came out, Ori and the Blind Force. You can't play Will of the Wisp on the Switch. Um, but yeah, you have a chance to play. You can play Cuphead on the Switch, which is one of was Xbox Game of the Year that year. Um, so Boom. yeah, there it is. <laughs> you, I mean, if not the, a contender for Game of the Year, if it wasn't pitted against Breath of the Wild, like it was, you can play Cuphead on your Switch now. And that's an Xbox, it was an Xbox exclusive. Um, and I think that's, the, that's where it starts to get that sucks, you know. You get you if you're an Xbox fan, and you say, "Oh yeah, well we have we had Cuphead." Well, it's not it's not yours anymore. You know what I mean? Like if you're if you're an Xbox fan, talking like yeah. that, that's not an exclusive. That's on the Switch. That's you know, funny because I, mean, I was in the store today and um, I was checking out at Target, and uh, I was wearing my Ori and the Will of the Wisp T-shirt, and the girl asked me, she goes, "Oh, is that game any good?" And I said, "Oh, it's probably my favorite game at the moment." She said, oh, "Okay, good. I want to. Is it on the Switch?" And I said, oh. "The first one is." I said, "But you cannot get the second one." I said, "You have to get an Xbox for that." And uh, it was just, it, I just, I just told her, I was like, "You really need to get an Xbox." I was like, "Cause you know they got. If you like that, they got Cuphead." Then I said, "Oh wait, you can play that too." Oh, you I can said, play that on the Switch. I said, "But if you want to continue that Ori adventure, you will have to get an Xbox." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. It's interesting where Xbox is going. the The message that they have been sending, and up until that message, or up until that article where Phil Spencer was like, "We want our, we want our games, the game Xbox Game Studios, to be, you know, synonymous with Xbox." Right. Um, but it, up until that point, it was like, man, they were just just getting the games out wherever they could. If they could get it out on PlayStation, I feel like they would have like Game Pass. You know what I mean? Like it just seems like that's where they're. Headed, well, boy. Uh, I was just going to add a final thought about your your, your yeah. portable Xbox. I think if they really wanted to push a portable Xbox, they need to to uh, let's see, uh, Battle Toads, um, Ori, uh, Cuphead, um, uh, Super Lucky Tail, um, maybe even bring Conquer back or Banjo. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. God, try to get Contra. You know, as an exclusive or something, and like all those games I just named, what was that? Seven of them. Yeah. Like those are Nintendo esque type games, 
but they're Xbox. Like, so that could be like your brand, like Super Lucky's Tale. That's like a cute Nintendo character. You know, right. make that an Xbox, uh, you know, really put some time into that game and polish it this time and make it, you know, face of Xbox right next to Cuphead, right next to Ori. And you have these animated, uh, you know, Nintendo-esque characters, but it's got the Xbox logo behind it. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a good driving force against, you know, uh, you know, Mario and Zelda and Pokemon and those kind of games, even though those are really high profile. Yeah. But that would be a nice when you're at the store and kids are looking at them, they're like, oh, well, look, they got cute little characters over here, you know, and so does Nintendo. I think I'm actually liking it. I think your idea of a portable Xbox, as long as they, they'd have to put a lot of push behind it. Yeah, uh, right. Market the right behind. type of things for it. Yeah, so they'd have to really be pushing the Series X and the Lockhart kind of in the same direction, but separate, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I would I would say that when I say that it's a, it's a portable, uh, like I'm basically saying it's a portable Series X, but you're basically playing, you know, how Witcher 3 looks amazing on your on your Xbox One X, but then you can you can actually play it on the Switch and it looks like somebody rub Vaseline all over it, but it, it, it you can play it. Like, I mean, it's there, oh, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like you could take, like, say if you could take Halo Infinite and play it portably, you know what I mean? Like you're just, yeah. it's just a companion basically. It's not saying like, this is our own, this is in my, where my thought process is going. Like, this is not its own. Like, we're not trying to say we have an Xbox portable. No, this is a series X that you can just take with you. Um, and you can utilize the series or the X Cloud to its fullest abilities on Wi-Fi. You can play it looking at that high fidelity. Um, but if you're not connected to Wi-Fi, you can download these games on your system, and they'll just play. Uh, yeah, they'll play. Save state. You can pick up your save yeah. State they won't. They won't look as great, cloud. but you can play them downloaded, um, or um, you can play on Wi-Fi and utilize the full capabilities of the X Cloud. That's right. where my thought process was going. If they were, if they were really going to go this route, um, now once again. Uh, that's just a wild theory that I'm throwing out there. The success of the Switch is undeniable. Um, so yeah. if 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 Microsoft wants to get into that, you know, get into that and like it, it not, like, I guess it's a, it is a kind of directly competing with uh, the Switch. Uh, and we've seen Alienware. Uh, I think it was Alienware. Is that well? Uh, was is that one of the tech shows earlier in the year? They showed literally it looked like exactly like a, a, a Switch, and they. And they're saying this thing is playing PC games, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's it's possible, um, but I'm also kind of like, you know, one thing at a time. Focus on the Series X, uh, yeah. So, and then and it also goes along with the lines of Phil Spencer saying that uh, he he doesn't care about console sales right now. He just wants to get yeah. the Xbox name out there. So that, that also leads me to my other theory that if there was a time for VR. <laughs> yeah oh my this god this generation is the time bro <laughs> like maybe that is the second skew it's like a bundle like the psvr was because i mean all of this power and like you're not utilizing any of it for vr it's interesting man um i in my opinion i would almost want them to go uh partner yeah i would I mean, rather already with yeah. oculus right I think it was Oculus, for, but they also uh, partnered just recently with, uh, I want to say HTC, but I'm not 100%. Oh, yeah, the sense, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so they partnered with them as well. So it's kind of like, 
was that partnership foreshadowing or like are we going to get <laughs> are, are we going to get this it, it, like you don't need to release your own like sony did just say hey right. your oculus quest go ahead and plug it into the series x you know what i mean we'll, we'll yeah. power it sure and if you don't have one here's a branded <laughs> one for you <laughs> yeah i mean that would be that would be that would be cool uh but yeah so that that was my my wild theory on the xbox lockhart um That's that's my biggest draw to, like that's the biggest thing that actually wanted to make me play a playstation though like well, the, the ps4 the VR. The vr dude skyrim in vr yeah it just <laughs> come uh, on man. i i own playstation vr it's good it's not mm-hmm. a system seller like if if you yeah. want to if you want vr get oculus uh quest it's because uh... i couldn't handle it before but now <laughs> the, the oculus quest dude is it, it, we played it at e3 it is we did yeah uh leaps and bounds better than the v- psvr in my opinion. Uh, wasn't it phil or was it another xbox exec that came out uh, when he was asked about vr or she was asked about vr and said that it was something they were still researching but didn't see the uh what's the word i'm looking for i guess didn't they didn't see the value in it or yeah yeah because he was saying that they were glorified demos basically he said he said uh i don't even know if it was phil spencer but it was somebody from xbox Mm -hmm. saying uh that once vr hits um a a point where it's not just like a glorified demo um then they would want to start getting into it and i think with the with the with half-life alex i think that proved that was awesome yeah that proved that we are they're no longer demos and there's other great VR games out there that are full length. Man, I'm VR gonna tell you, games, right now, you get me a racing game with VR, and I'm in. Yeah, a racing game. Yes, dude. I, I played. I played. Uh, God, Drive Club on the PlayStation VR. It is so. I mean, I got motion sickness on it, but I mean, that's gonna just be me. <laughs> I was like, this is weird, dude. I couldn't. I couldn't handle it. I was like, maybe if you had your full Thrustmaster like setup going on with the VR on that would really change things but for me once you're like sit down in that car and it starts going like really fast you're just like my my mind was like i'm not catching up right now this is this is a little weird yeah. <laughs> well, i'll be honest you were also playing what'd you say drive club <laughs> yeah yeah and yeah. it was on the playstation <laughs> vr with the whole screen porch effect and like it was blurry visuals it wasn't grand turismo on there obviously i wasn't gonna say it <laughs> <laughs> all right and then we go uh okay so if you're watching this individual video we're going on to our next segment of uh console wars that was war games this is going to be in response to and this is our big segment for the night uh this is in response to ryan mccaffrey and his article on the xbox go- uh just needing to um just come out swinging for the July event, the pressure is on. He made a lot of comments there uh, that I thought were excellent comments, and uh, yeah, so I would just like to um, I would just like to read some of these comments off, and we can we can just talk about those. What do you guys think? Sounds good. All right. So Ryan McCaffrey in his IGN article, he says that Halo Infinite needs to prove once and for all that 343 Industries can deliver the series first 10 out of 10 level games since Halo 3 as a as the studio looks to reinvent Halo arguably for the first time ever. Um, That's a that's a pretty true statement, in my opinion. I mean, Halo 4 kind of 
sort of reinvented the uh, the wheel for Halo a little bit. They they brought in a lot of wacky scenarios. In my opinion, it just kind of took Halo a, away from what made Halo Halo. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about. Uh, Greg, I know that you have read some of the books. Um, yeah. You like Halo a lot. It, it uh, made Halo 4 make a lot more sense. Since so you needed to read the books that. for that to, yeah. to <laughs> having that background really helped. I can't imagine what it was like if you didn't like if you didn't already know that going in. Okay, uh, so so Greg, what makes Halo Halo to you? And and when McCaffrey says that three four three Industries is going to uh, possibly like reinvent Halo, I mean this is Halo Infinite. It seems like it's a reboot in a way. Um, but it is continuing the story. But what about Halo? Like, is is Halo to you? Like, what is what does Halo Infinite need? Um, man, it just needs to be the absolute best that it can be in like every category. It needs a bomb story that people who who weren't like reading the books can can get on and understand and and like comprehend Mm -hmm. um it and it needs the graphics which we we talked about this earlier like people they forget about the graphics and like four and five like go back and look at four and five and then look at the games that were coming out or out at that time the graphics were phenomenal like the graphics normally set the bar for what games would be after that and uh I don't think they get a lot of credit for that, but uh, the next Halo just needs to be, they need to focus on what they got right in the previous games. Mm-hmm. Um, would, would you don't make like, the story so complicated for yeah. people who aren't, aren't like diehards. I think, I think the core of it was kind of just like, this is, you know, you're, it's a military hero uh saving saving the world from from an alien from aliens and he would do some really cool heroic stuff like sending the bomb back right and I, I mean just kind of like these are these are like really cool moments that stuck and it wasn't so i mean there was a story there and it was it was a good story it's just it wasn't so like convoluted and story driven and like mm-hmm. wacky thing scenarios i think yeah if if even like i said four four and five if you didn't read the books it, it could feel like uh you remember um streets of la true crime oh oh was this one was this the game that like out of <laughs> it's nowhere like, it's like gta and then out of nowhere there's like flying dragons and like <laughs> you know and it's like where what plot twist was this like m night Shyamalan. <laughs> one moment you just like am i playing the same game like what is Right, yeah, and, and once it gets to that point, it, I, I can see how people didn't like the story because they, they didn't understand how it got there. Yeah, it seems like it did go a little whimsical. Uh, yeah, uh, a little too, a little too whimsical. Um, so, anyways, that that is Halo. It, that's what we want to see in Halo. Now, Ninja's Theory's Triple A project is the Unreal Engine Five powered Hellblade Sinua Saga. Um, this uh, is most. This is the one that is most Sony-like uh, game that we've seen from Xbox Game mm-hmm. Studios so far. We need to see actual gameplay. As impressive as that, as impressive as that blindsiding reveal trailer. Um, so yeah, this is uh, this is Ryan McCaffrey's right. This is very 
uh, Sony-like. It was actually the first one was exclusive to, to PlayStation 4 for a time, the exclusive. Um, and then that was before Microsoft acquired Ninja Theory. Uh, so I haven't fully played through Hellblade yet, um, but it Same. is a very incredible game, third-person action adventure game. It's got that. It's got that uh, competing level. Now, my question for you guys is: Halo, or the? Oh, I'm sorry, Halo. I'm back on Halo again. The the original Hellblade was a was a, about less than ten hours. Um, so it was more of a, a a very focused experience. And and the fact that I'm saying it's less than ten hours does not downplay this game at all. Mm-hmm. It's a very good story. Uh, very, you know. Uh, focused and, and that's the best way to describe it. it it gives you it gets the point across uh quite well but with microsoft's backing um now that they have acquired ninja theory they have the backing of microsoft and their financial uh support <laughs> so yeah. do you think that they're going to end up making um this hellblade game a full-on like just god of war scope um just third-person action-adventure game to compete with all of these great first-party PlayStation exclusives. Andrew? Uh, yes. Um, I think what we're going to get out of that game... Well, let me start with what I thought about it when I first saw it. Um, I actually never heard of uh, Hellblade. Um, I want to play the original. <laughs> right. And I can't, I can't wait for this game because it looked absolutely amazing. Um and it actually kind of looks up my alley of something I'd like, I'd, I'd enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think what we're going to get from them and Microsoft, I think Microsoft. Let me just put this out there real quick. I think every game Microsoft is going to put out for the foreseeable future, they're going to put everything they got. So if these games mm-hmm. bomb, that's everything Microsoft had. Mm-hmm. If these games do great, we're you know. Microsoft's back on the map, like the 360 days. So I, I'm expecting a what? What's a good 20, 25 hour game? If the first one was only, you say about 10 hours. It was less I than think, 10, yeah. I think you'll get a 20, 25 hour value out of the game. I think, and the game's going to come out March 21. Oh, I, it's a spring le- uh, spring release. I, yeah, I don't think. Mm. I mean, God, the game looks so freaking impressive. Yeah. That. If the game, like, if they show the trailer, like, if they come out and show, like, maybe the identical trailer or something very similar to it, and then it just goes, like, right into gameplay, and it looks just like the trailer, mm. I, I think it may be too advanced to come out at launch. <laughs> yeah. And I think maybe because Halo's there, and I'm going to assume Forza's going to come out. I think Forza's going to come out in September-ish before the Series X. And then, you know, they're just going to say, hey, look, you can get it now, play it on your Xbox One, and then buy your Series X, and you get that uh, the smart delivery. So I think Forza is going to come out early. Oh, wow. Um, and then I think Halo Infinite is going to come out on the day the Series X releases. And I don't think they want to put another – I think they're going to put Hellblade, just judging by the gate, way that game looks. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to want to space maybe three or four months out, and they'll say – Hey, look! Once you've beaten Halo and digested that, uh, boom! Here's another big Xbox uh, game, and I would assume that's probably when another big Sony game may come out because that seems to be their kind of reputation is to go the, the March spring. through May. Early. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think I think they're going to save Hellblade for that. But yes, 
that game looks, at least from that trailer, looks very impressive. And now that they're saying that it was running on Unreal Five, um, hopefully that's their way. That's their way of saying, "Hey, that's the game right there." Now, yeah. my my uh, just my thought process on that: the fact that they did say it was running on Unreal Five kind of gives me the impression that this game is still early in development. That's where I'm. That's where I'm going. I feel like this is a uh, that it was all a trailer too. Yeah, I, it's running in-game engine. I think they said. Um, I don't think it was like actual in-game uh, footage. footage. Yeah. Uh, in-game engine is different. Um, so it was running on Unreal Five, uh, according to um, somebody from Microsoft saying that it was. Uh, but the fact that Unreal Five is just now kind of starting to circulate out to developers. And I don't think it gives like a full. Um, I don't think it goes out to developers full on until next year, summer next year, I believe. Um, but somehow, I get maybe apparently Microsoft has gotten their hands on it uh, now because Hellblade's already in development. Um, but kind of gives me the impression that Hellblade's a little further out. I think okay. I think I think that one's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit further out. Uh, but yeah, I do I do think Halo Infinite and forza will arrive uh for definitely for day one can i just say the facial animations in that trailer though Mm -hmm. dude (laughs) that was ridiculous (laughs) it it was it was really impressive man now speaking of impressive this is uh microsoft's like biggest uh thing they got going for them right now my ryan mccaffrey says the initiative which counts a number of experienced and talented developers among its crew is either creating a new IP or rebooting perfect dark, depending on who you talk to. Uh, But it is time to find out which it is. And the answer has to be impressive. Uh, Yeah, definitely. (laughs) No joke there. Mm -hmm. Uh, But here's my question for you guys is the response. Um, This is one of the biggest announcements that I am personally looking forward to when it comes to the July event. I'm looking forward to seeing what the initiative is up to because the initiative is comprised of like the industry's finest. Uh, Microsoft yeah. is not playing around. This is, this is like quadruple a uh, game studio. Yeah, the first. Yeah. Yeah. This is Microsoft saying this is our naughty dog. You know what I mean? Like this is our big name title. What's up Holmes? I was going to say, what if they're giving you two games? Oh, what if they're giving you maybe a perfect dark, uh, uh, maybe like a remaster or something, and then they're also giving you brand new IP, and then they'll work on maybe a perfect dark, uh, a new game maybe for two years down the road. I would I would be okay with that if it was like um, this is the game that we started development on when we were all coming together, and it's a perfect dark reboot. It looks it looks great. Um, but they have to immediately follow that up with, or even if it's not like perfect dark, I don't know. Um, like, let's just say we all got together and we worked on this lower, it's not a triple A type experience type thing. Of course, they're not going to say this outright, but if they, if they announce this and it's not like, if it doesn't blow our minds, then I think that's going to be a bad take on Microsoft because this is your initiative. Like this is, this is the naughty we're expecting a naughty dog uh quality uh exclusive for xbox from these guys so if you're going to say that we're working on two games you have to announce both of them 
you have to be like mm -hmm. this is yeah. the one that's coming out immediately like uh maybe even for launch you can enjoy this one but rest assured we are working on whatever uh perfect dark reboot and it's going to be and here's a trailer and you know what i mean like and there's like this yeah. is what we're gonna expect um but yeah like, that's actually i mean it's a big enough team that it could be uh you know split into two divisions um one thing that i do want to add on to it where ryan ryan mccaffrey says that it could be perfect dark uh to further support that there was an um a job listing on linkedin that got taken down or not a job listing but somebody posted their profile on linkedin and under the uh previous work experiences it said uh he worked at the initiative and one of the things he was in charge of, charge of was working on high-tech gadgets, animations, and stuff like that. And that immediately got people thinking, like, is this Perfect Dark? Um, so that's probably where his... I mean, of course, and it's, like, strongly rumored that it's a Perfect Dark thing. So uh, the rumors out there. Uh, would you guys like to see a Perfect Dark reboot? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, or just or would you rather have a completely new IP? Oh, man. I don't because like new IPs are so it's it's hit or miss anymore. It's risky, but I mean, yeah. it, without them, you wouldn't get. I, I can't, hate to keep coming back to them, but these games are true masterpieces. I'm, I know you guys are yeah. Xbox guys, but <laughs> yeah. without a new IP, you wouldn't get Horizon. You wouldn't get Last of Us. Like you need to take these risks to to get it. Yeah. And like just like in the PlayStation event, uh, Kenna, I'm actually really excited about that one um that that's the game that looked kind of like the the cameo uh yeah. cameo elements of power game yeah uh, but i'm excited about that one and these are all brand new ips like sony actually released announced a lot of new ips um that kind of got me excited so i think a new ip would be really strong for xbox i mean perfect dark yeah don't get me wrong i would love to see a perfect dark game yeah but that's why i mean i, I feel less nervous knowing that the initiative is working on a new ip than somebody else right we got ex naughty dog employees here guys i mean they, right <laughs> these guys these guys are ready i think infinity ward uh ex employees from infinity ward i think are there uh but yeah these are top name like this is this is the avengers of the game industry they're all coming <laughs> together guys like i mean microsoft is not playing around so i'm excited to see what they got going on and i hope they have something to show us uh at at July's event, didn't Bioware have another IP they were supposed to show off too? That that is, I mean, that's that's for EA Play, man. We'll have to wait and find mm. out for June June eighteenth, man. I'm not too I'm not too sure. They got a lot going on. <laughs> Bioware, EA Play, bro. <laughs> um, all right, so Playground Games, the incredibly accomplished studio studio responsible for Forza, uh, for Forza Horizon, spun up. A second team that looks to, looks set to reboot Fable. This might be the biggest dormant IP Microsoft is sitting on. This could be a huge uh, next-gen Fable running on Playground's four-season open-world engine, anyone? Uh, this could be huge. Uh, the type of showstopper that will make people pay attention. That's what Ryan McCaffrey said in his article. Launch title. Launch title, Fable. <laughs> oh, my God. Now... So before I go, uh, go over to Andrew on this one, Andrew said in the Friday episode of Game Night Podcast, uh, I believe that was episode nine, uh, Andrew said that Xbox 
needs to show variety in their first party mm-hmm. games. Now, so far we've talked about a first person shooter, a third person action adventure, possibly mm-hmm. a stealth shooter game with perfect art. We're not sure. Um, and if the rumors are true with this one, this could be a massive open world RPG. So there's there's a lot of variety there mm-hmm. um, with a new Fable game. Is anybody? Uh, I think Greg, are you, you're a big Fable guy, I believe. Oh my god, I loved Fable, dude. Yeah, I still got all of them installed just in case I want to play them again. <laughs> like, I'm like, I need space. Not getting rid of these. How does a, how does a how does a four season like alternate like the seasons changing just like it did in Forza Horizon? The the big game world map just changes and you it's get that immersive you get that forza horizon open world and honestly one of the best open world games mm-hmm. like so it, the only time the weather ever changed in the other ones is when you progressed in the story mm-hmm. and got to different like areas so 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 these guys know these guys know how to make an open world game i mean mm-hmm. forza horizon even though it's it's driving it, it is still an open world game and it's one of the best so uh i'm really excited about it as well and that's fable uh and we're we're expecting that from playground games now he also concludes his uh statement art in the article uh obsidian entertainment arguably uh the most high profile of microsoft's new teams and i i disagree but (laughs) (laughs) arguably the most high profile of the microsoft teams um has at least one major project almost certainly an rpg in the works, uh, courtesy of the Pillars of Eternity, Eternity team. Uh, and don't forget Forza Motorsport 8, Rares Everwild. We need to see it all, not just this handful, even if they're just sexy CG trailers. I disagree with that. Um, this, <laughs> yeah. is not, this is not the time for Phil Spencer to hold anything back. It is vital that they move forward. I wouldn't waste a moment showing Xbox Series X optimized updates for old stuff like Gears 5. That can be done nicely, uh, done in a nicely edited video uh, released later. Uh, this is a fresh start. Um, he and the Xbox team have been working so hard over the past six years and since he took over. And if he's serious about regaining the trust and enthusiasm of the core gamers that Microsoft enjoyed during the Xbox 360 era, he has to come out swinging with entirely new and amazing content. Now, there I want to break that down. Uh, when he says Rare's Everwild, that was that game that was uh, announced at the XO19 I don't even know what to make of it, but it did look like a Breath of the Wild style mm-hmm. um, trailer where it, it was literally just animals uh, in, in this um, cell shaded, I'd say, um, graphics, but it looked amazing. Uh, so obviously, I feel like it was on a Series X. Um, but yeah, it, it, it didn't show anything on the gameplay. You're petting some foxes, you run into a, a cave with, a, with an evil animal. Uh, but it did look like there was three other people with you, or two other people at least. Uh, so maybe it's a co-op adventure type thing. Mm-hmm. So we'll have drop to in, see. Drop out. Yeah, yeah, like maybe like a Destiny meets Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be. It'd be interesting. Uh, but this is rare. They always just dabble into new, uh, just new crazy things. So see if these says drop in, drop out. So. Exactly. So maybe they they, they, they tested the waters <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> with oh, that. Do they drop in, drop out feature? Yeah, that's it. I'm gonna call the show right there. I'm good. I, I, I got that was my best one. Uh, so yeah, they they've tested the waters with that. 
uh yeah and then you know forza motorsport 8 we talked about that earlier but now he says even if they're just sexy cg trailers do not show me that mm-hmm. i don't want to see it i don't think this is the time for it um i completely disagree with that uh at the sony press con or the sony playstation 5 reveal uh i don't believe we saw i, I don't know i don't want to say this with a, a cg trailers we saw some cg trailers but most of the time, they were backed up with gameplay. Yeah. Most yeah. of the time. I mean, there was, a, you know, when you actually sit back and think about that conference a lot more, um, they didn't give you many release dates. Oh, um, yeah, that's a, yeah, a lot that's, of yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like... So, so yeah, yeah, like, even, like, even Grand Turismo. Like, we know Forza's coming. Like, I, I would almost bet money Forza 8 is coming out as in September. Like... But as far as the Gran Turismo, yeah, they showed you what what looked to be gameplay. Um, but I have also been down that that road. Not to bring another uh, pun in there, but I've been down that road. <laughs> ah, before, where they announce something and God, six years goes by and the game finally comes out. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> Sony did show a lot of games. They didn't show many. Um, release dates so i think for xbox they need to do the same um even if it i kind of agree with the cg trailer they just need to get names out there at this point like they can't come out and say hey look we got uh you know our standard games a couple new ips they're coming out within the next year they need to come out i don't care if it's a game coming out three years from now they need to pull a sony and say that's why I said maybe the initiative's working on two games. They'll they'll in the middle of the show they'll show uh, Perfect Dark Zero or whatever, and at the very end after the the Halo Infinite trailer, which I'm assuming is going to be the last thing they show. Oh, yeah. And then Philly comes out and he you know does closing comments and then Who's they pull Sony. yeah and then they pull a Sony and like the initiative has this amazing got another uh, Hellblade looking game and it's like there's no release date it's just a CG trailer and it's like you know then maybe at the end of the year or in the future we start hearing hey this is a 2023 game or something Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like they just need to get names out there and get people talking instead of and I love Microsoft but they need and this is what I've always admired about Microsoft over Sony because I've always had a problem with Sony trying to capitalize off maybe like other companies mistakes and maybe and then they show games that aren't even due for the next five years like i've always hated that with sony Mm -hmm. but at this point hey you can't deny it it's obviously worked for them so you know like like the final fantasy remake i mean god how long did it take for that to come out that's 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 a freaking square enix like that's just that's their freaking what they do but if you want to even if you want to give a more direct uh a more direct example last of us was literally shown in 2016 i think and we're just now coming out so (laughs) and and guess what you've been talking about it for four years i mean i can't you can't deny it right like it's that's kind of good marketing normally microsoft just says hey look here's gears five um but it's coming out next year yeah yeah Oh, yeah. like they need to say, like, "Hey, this is uh, bada boom, bada bing." And it, <laughs> we don't know when it's coming out, but hey, talk about it because this is what it's going to look like. 
I can see that happening. Um, well, I would say like for a franchise that was kind of known, like I can kind of see that happening. Like say if initiatives, initiatives um, if that their big game is Perfect Dark reboot, uh, like if you show us at the end, you've shown Halo and like you, like you said, like here's your big zinger at the end. And then right. they show you like a really, really awesome Perfect Dark like trailer, maybe throw in some like glimpses of what the gameplay is going to look like uh that could be and then just like perfect dark and then end of you don't give a release date on it we don't see this game for another couple years but there's your big there's the big zinger thing like they say hey we're bringing back this franchise um i would i would say this about fable but i feel like they've been in development for a while on this game uh best kept secret yeah so if they do reveal fable i feel like fable is going to be coming out within the next at least within the next the console year uh the first the first year of the console call me crazy but i think we get either a logo or just uh, a face of marcus phoenix or something but i bet you gears 6 also gets uh announced i think just it will be i mean i know it just came out not too long ago but i have a a while actually I think this show is going to bring the heat, and I think they'll just—I think they're going to drop everything they've got into this show. Even, even, a, and I agree with what Ryan said about if he drops a CGI or something. I mean, they, all they got to do is throw up the the Gear Six logo and say 2022 or yeah, you know, 2021, and then it just—it lets you know, like, look, Series X is where you want to be in the next few years because games are coming. Right, they definitely need to do that. That's why I agree they don't want to say, hey, this is what Gears 5 looks like on the Series X. Like, yeah, I care because, hey, we've stopped playing it because we want to play it on the Series X. Mm -hmm. But nobody cares. Like, let's be honest, nobody else cares. So they want to know, hey, if I buy a Series X, even though you're not planning to have exclusives in the first year or two, hey, what am I getting in year three? You know, are you are you planning? Is this a long haul console, seven eight year console that I'm going to invest in? You know, that's I, and after the Sony showing, yeah, it was a great showing, but Xbox needs to be great. Like they need to match it. Like because there's also, like I said, if you go back, you know, I gave it an A, um, but if you go back and think about it, Sony did leave a lot on the table that kind of makes you think like they never addressed certain areas of their console. They didn't address the backwards compatibility. They didn't give you the price. They didn't give you this and that. Whereas, I mean, they didn't, they didn't even show you the back of the console. So you don't even know what uh, you know, the ports look like. Whereas this is Xbox. They've already got a lot of that information out there. And if they give you the price and they give you games and games and, oh, also, these games are all coming to Game Pass. So, hey, here's our future plans of Game Pass. Here's our future plans of xCloud. Yeah. So you can enjoy and enhance your uh, Series X experience. Um, you know, and I think if they give you their, what, and they've been pretty transparent lately. So mm-hmm. if they, if, I mean, if they put it out there, of look, this is where you want a game. Okay. That's what they got to do. I um and that brings me to the to the next thing he said where he was like they don't need to they shouldn't waste time with uh, telling you like upgraded games. Um, I kind of feel like they should at least take a Touch moment. It. Yeah, 
<laughs> right. It'd take a moment to tell me, like, hey, um, Start. I don't know if you want to reveal Halo Infinite and then say, here's what it looks like on your one, but here's what it's mm-hmm. going to look like yeah. on Series A. I don't know if you want to take that as the example, but I do think you need an example to say, like, um, here's an Xbox Series X game that we are working on, and you want to know if the Series X is worth the upgrade. Here's how fast it's going to load. And I, I honestly, this is something that I really was kind of hoping that PlayStation would have shown at theirs. Um, I want to see this machine at work. I mean, obviously, the games look great. And I think the reason why PlayStation got such a high score from me, I gave it an A+, was because for what it was, was a games reveal conference. It wasn't a, um, I mean, and then obviously revealing the, the box itself, but... Um, for what it was, man, it just it dropped like bombshell after just bombshell. Like it was, um, I loved it. I was going the entire time. Everything was hitting all marks for me. There was a couple games here and there that I didn't connect with, but that's okay. Um, for me, huh? And so there's quite a few. Quite a me. few. <laughs> See, I was like, I was on board through the whole thing, and then I loved the build up. I loved the reveal. Um, I wasn't expecting uh, tech information from them, but like, I just feel like I want to see this machine at work because yeah the great games look great and you're giving me great games but how are they going to be and especially for xbox um especially for xbox um they're doing the backwards compatibility they're doing the smart delivery uh with the smart delivery you need to tell me how this is actually going to work you know i mean xbox Mm -hmm. needs to show me saying here's smart delivery and how it works for halo infinite and like and show us the game running on Xbox One. I'm using that as an example, but I think they could use a better example. But show it, show it running on Xbox One. Show me how long it takes me to get into the game. Show me, you know, how pretty it is on Xbox One. But then just blow me away with like, now here it's running on Series X, and this is like, and basically like this is the reason why you should go out and buy a Series X on day one, because if you just show me Series X, Halo Infinite. I don't know what Xbox One's going to look like, and it's all—it's always going to be in the back of my mind. Like, well, I mean, it looks great. I'm sure it's going to look great on Xbox One. I don't really need it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, so I—I I, I would say, give me examples. I want to see tech examples. I know yeah. they've re- released certain uh, videos throughout the year, but I want to see this thing at work. I want to see how me, fast. Show me a side-by-side example of. Uh... The loading time it takes for the Xbox version compared to the enhanced uh, version for the Series X. Yes. With all the upgrades, still less loading time. Yeah, I mean, that's a perfect example. You know what? Maybe if you, I do think they need to focus on smart delivery. I really do. I think if mm-hmm. you're going to say, here's Gears 5, you know how long it takes to get into a Gears 5 game? Like, yeah. show me it's saying, here's Gears 5, boom, you're in the game. Let's go. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like that. Just like that. So I feel like that is a system seller and they're just like they're just kind of sitting on it. You know what I mean? Like both console, mm-hmm. both both <clears throat> PS5 and the uh the um Series X, they're just sitting on this like really big system seller of like how fast these games they didn't loading talk times. About it. Nobody's I, talking I, about as loading. Much as they're toting the SSD for the for the yeah. PlayStation. You think they would have showed some like side by side loading time things? You know, to I thought when they started it off with Grand, uh, Grand Theft Auto, I thought they were going to show us getting into a Grand Theft Auto game. You know how Jesus, dude, we it all takes like, oh my god! Like I want to play Grand Theft Auto, and this is no lie. 
some of these, most of the games on my Xbox uh, or PlayStation Five, you look at them and you're like, oh, I could play that tonight. But then you think in the back of your mind, you're like, that's going to take at least 10, 15 minutes to get into the game. By the time I'm in the game, I mean, I don't know. I could have just Do watched the show. Do I still want to <laughs> play it? Like, I'll just play this instead. And it's just like, I think with loading times, it's just such a big deal that nobody's, yeah, maybe they're talking about it, but you're not showing it. You know, you got to yeah. show this off. So I want to see the tech side. Uh, so I disagree with Ryan McCaffrey on that. I want to see the tech side of things. Uh, at least take at least take a couple minutes just to mm-hmm. show me that. Don't dwell on it too long. Just show me how fast these games load, like Greg said. Um, so we go on to uh, the next thing. This is probably the last thing I want to talk about. Let's see. Um, actually, yeah, that was that was the last thing I want to talk about. So there it is, guys. That was the uh, Game Night Podcast, episode 10 of season one for this. Um, I just put season one on it because I feel like once we have gotten to a more prestigious state, I'm going to change it over to season two. (laughs) Uh, Right now, stage 10 is working out great for us. Um, But yeah, I mean, hey, if you're watching this video and you're in the comments, let me know how uh, the likes of Kind of Funny and IGN do it. How are they? How are they getting these live video feeds uh, and streaming them? I want to know. Uh, I know they got to they got to have some kind of professional equipment, but they're doing the same thing we are from home. They're doing it from home. So how are they getting the pure audio live? Um, this is the best way we've we discovered at stage ten. So uh, yeah. So thank you guys so much for joining. Any any closing thoughts? I'd like to I'd like to end these with uh, closing thoughts if you have any. Andrew. You got any closing thoughts? Oh, man. I'm just excited for July. I want to see, I mean, especially when that article came out the other day saying that, uh, you know, they are bringing the heat for this conference. Um, I am excited to see what they're actually bringing. I just, they can't lay an egg on this one because, I mean, that could depend or that could determine, uh, (laughs) you know, how the uh, launch window plays out. I I feel like this is it. The rest of the conferences after this are just going to be, Eh, not so much have the eyes on you. I mean, PlayStation had the eyes on them. They brought a good conference. And then this is uh, this is Microsoft's big boy conference. So, yeah, I'm just excited to make sure they bring their games this time. Yeah. Uh, Greg, um, yeah, I mean, we got the, we got the big conference coming up in July. Uh, any closing thoughts uh, going into that? Of um, course, we will be doing a uh, Xbox prediction show. Um, yeah. So just make sure you guys gather up all your predictions and, and what you guys want to see and stuff like that. We'll be doing a dedicated Xbox prediction show. But uh, what's your closing thoughts, Greg? I'm super excited for not normally for EA play, <laughs> but yes, this year. <laughs> yeah. Um, as well, almost as much as the Microsoft press conference, just because, you know, they're saying that they're still treating it like an e3 conference like they're they're going hard yeah. you know and and they're not they're not worried about what anyone else has like out there right now like i, I love that about microsoft where they're just like eh, not worried <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean also don't i mean i wouldn't say don't forget about but like we don't know much about uh ubisoft's press conference is coming up ubisoft mm-hmm. forward is going to be in july as well uh, so Rainbow that, Six Siege. Probably some more <laughs> Rainbow Six Siege, but <laughs> more open world games. Uh, yeah. Ubisoft, I'm, I'm excited to see what they got. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
exciting times ahead. It's just is they're confusing and they're it's all jumbled up and and you, and I can't keep track of it all with uh, same. Yeah, it's just so hard. I missed the future game show. Um, I missed future game show yesterday. I, I caught the tail end of it, and I was kind of upset about that because it's just yeah. so many reschedules, so many, and they're scattered everywhere, scattered it's across to keep everything. everything in one pile of where you need to be and when it is. Yeah, I mean, imagine E3. if they had a conference for this or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. I, I just miss E three. Um, but yeah, guys, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast it was a great podcast in my opinion i think we i think we covered some good stuff here uh mm-hmm. like i said um these videos will be broken up broken up into separate videos uh discussing um each segment of the console wars uh if you want the full deal you can get it uh right here in this podcast you can listen to it on spotify apple Anywhere you get your podcasts, it's game night. Look for the blue and yellow logo. Um, And then if you want to watch it on YouTube, if you're listening to this, uh, you go to youtube.com slash game night hype. And if you want to watch it live, it's on twitch.tv slash game night hype. And you can watch us live every Friday at 8 p.m. or 8.30 p.m. And then uh, this one's a kind of a hit and miss, but today we did it on Sunday. Hopefully on Tuesdays, but we'll, we'll we'll figure out the scheduling from there. Thank you so much for tuning in, and thank you guys uh, so much for joining. Mm-hmm. Later, thank you. Mm-hmm.